0: This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans, presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Dairy.
1: And it's an opening day edition, everybody, of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, right here on WaitingForNextYear.com. We are here two days before the start of the regular season. Talking Cleveland Indians baseball with you, Matt and Todd, on a Tuesday. Again, WaitingForNextYear.com. Our sponsors, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, and also BreakingT.com slash Dairy. The best t-shirts, tribe gear around. Todd, here we go, man. Thursday, it's 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 here for good as uh, the Indians head to uh, the unnamed city. The unnamed team awaits for the start of a 162-game grind. I, I, I mean, I can't sleep. I can't sleep.
0: I know you can't. I'm super fired up about this, too. You know what's the best part about this is? Every single night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, it. Great. You know, it's great Great for our wives. That's, that's my favorite <laughs> one. Like, in early April when, when you know, the games are and Leah's like, oh, there you go. Uh, tribe's on again? Like, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, get ready because every single night when I'm making dinner at seven o'clock, guess what's gonna be on that TV in the kitchen?
1: You have multiple TVs going now.
0: Or walking around the house with the iPad. <laughs> That's another solid move when when uh, you know, if I gotta do some stuff, I got the iPad in one hand with the game on. You know, there's always something going, or hammy going, you know, when the when the weather's good, we're outside eating on the deck with hammy although then I put the uh, TV on the, the deck last summer because uh, of COVID. So, yeah, let's just I just i can't wait. I can't wait for every night. I really – I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this team more so than I'm sure most people. I know you and I are, you know, tribe first guys, and, you know, we, we're rose-colored glasses. But I really think that – I really think that they're going to be pretty good. I think that they're going to compete all year, and they will at least be in it you know, for the duration of the season, I just, I don't see how it's May 1st and we're already collapsing. You know what I mean? Like we're the Royals or we're the Tigers or, or oh, I said it, sorry, the unnamed team. I just don't see that. What do you think?
1: I, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little disappointed in the in the opening, uh, opening day roster. Um, I think this team has some young players that we need to take a look at that might develop into very good players. That are sitting down in, in, at minor league camp right now, the Daniel Johnsons, the Bobby Bradleys. Uh, that disappoints me. So to to to, and I will be there Thursday. You know, I was going to be there. Come on, I mean, you just th- this went from me definitely being on the rooftop of the Detroit Athletic Club to me being in the stadium. I will be in attendance on Thursday. Uh, great crew uh, that we have going uh, in terms of the force. afford uh, you know, they tried to keep me out, Todd you know let's let's be honest the the Detroit Tigers don't like me I don't like them and uh I'm they
0: I'm surprised you haven't been banned
1: <laughs> banned I'm not banned but but the fans I have no issue with but you know they the season ticket holders and an unnamed undisclosed very close friend of ours and listener of the podcast I'm not gonna reveal who he is as uh, a longtime season ticket holder and when he got that email about, hey, you know, it's, uh, it's pre sale time. You want your tickets and you want to get some more. Uh, RB, are his initials, was able to hook me up. And originally he had sent me that link, like, hey, just hop on here. And I couldn't get in, I couldn't get through. And my friends, uh, Lauren and Jeff McMichael, they couldn't get through either. And they're diehard Tiger fans. They actually used to go to games together when they were dating and all this crap. But anyway, we got in. So I will be in the important information. I will be there with, with, with Lauren and Jeff and our fourth, our fourth, which I did offer to you. I I did. I I,
0: I couldn't make it happen, man. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. I did offer. If if
0: this was game seven of the ALCS, I would have been there. Or that's a different story.
1: I I did offer up also to executive producer, Jeremy, but uh, a very, I needed to select somebody to come with us. That is going to be my right hand, man. Someone that's going to be tribe, you know, tribe heavy. Uh, I can't have any of my Detroit people here that are Tiger fan. I, I it couldn't do that. Ugh. So uh, Mac Robinson, the legend from ninety two three, the fan, the night producer on uh, on um, uh, on Chico's Chico show will will be there with me. He's he's driving in, so it should be a lot Very of fun.
0: Good, listen, that's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled that you're going to be there. Um, I'm thrilled that uh, the king of all. Justin Verlander haters helped you out. which was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, but but th- listen, the best part about this is, like, three weeks ago, the story was you won't be at the you know you'll you're going to try to be on the rooftop outside of the stadium, and I wasn't going to be at the uh, home opener. And fast forward three weeks, and you're you're going to be in the stadium on on Thursday and uh, Monday at four ten. It'll be Yours truly, flanked by the beautiful, now eleven-year-old daughter of mine, <laughs> Brooke, and we will be there for opening day. So uh, I, I'm I'm very fired up.
1: Would you like the pitching matchup for the the home opener?
0: Well, I think that we should get into that when we get into that subject because it's right. part of that's part of the uh, part and that, parcel. That, that, that's part. Yeah, that's that's part of uh, the the roster talk. That was one of the talking points when. When I did some show prep, did
1: little little, ya- little yam talk. <laughs> 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 All right, so th- I mean, let's let's call this out. Last week we had Tom Hamilton on the show, and if you guys missed it, go back and listen to it. And Everybody
0: he would, was- if you if you missed it, it's a must listen. And I got to give major props to a lot of our friends who sent that out. I think it was the most listened to podcast that we had ever had. But really, um, I know I know that uh, the great coach scott bilsky and his former uh, little league coach uh, he's a, a tribe fantasy camper and he goes every year and he put it out there for his group uh uh is his, his Indians fan facebook group and, uh, and oh, everyone listening I, I got great feedback so we we opened ourselves up to a lot of a lot more people with what having him and you know what he was so candid and so spot on I'm I'm thrilled that we had him, and I, I hope we can get him another time during the season.
1: When are you getting back on Facebook? Please. Okay, so we move on. Uh, <laughs> there's, there,
0: there, there's a better. Oh, sorry, there's a better this way: there's a better chance that I'm watching Newsmax
1: tonight. Than, than <laughs> oh mercy! All right, twenty-six. Yeah. Let's look at the twenty-six man roster. Um, so let's, shall we? I just I I can't believe this is the center field situation. I can't believe this is the first base situation. I think there are some young arms that are that are not in the bullpen that I think should be. So I mean, Todd, let you know, we were so concerned about center field and going into Thursday where the, the Indians will see uh, lefty Matthew Boyd. Um, I'm assuming Jordan Luplo is going to be in center field and, and I don't know if he's gonna be leading off or what, but sounded like yesterday Tito said they can't put Ahmed Rosario out there for the first game especially in that cavernous ballpark with that right center field that goes like 420 so i just you know Lublo and center to open the year <laughs> not yeah. not
0: not ideal my bigger issue listen if they if they my bigger issue is this if they if if i knew that the best route for Ahmed Rosario to get every day at bats or the, to maximize his at bats was going to be in that outfield. If I knew it, how did they not know it and wait until three weeks into camp before trying him out there? You and I talked about this on the podcast when they made the trade. I, I can't, why did they waste those weeks not putting him out there? I think that was a huge, huge misfire uh, by the team. They, they could have tried him in left, they could have tried him in center, whatever. And they put themselves in this position. The other options, Mercado was terrible. They know that Zimmer's no good. Uh, So he he was not an option. The Ben Gamble thing, listen, I, I think he's fine as your fifth outfielder. And, you know, Tom Hamilton told us last episode that Gamble seems like he came in with a really good attitude, good teammate. Seems like he's taking somewhat of a leadership role despite the fact that he is new on the team. So that's that's a positive thing. And that Luplo could play, according to Hammy, he said Luplo could play center field in a pinch. And I know that last year he played a couple times out there. I, I have several thoughts on this. Number one, Luplo is fine. We're starting two lefties. You want to put them out there or whatever it is, I'm fine with that. What I'm not fine with is I've seen this lineup construction that Tito's, it, it, it looks like is going to have, as the opening day lineup, it, the Indians have, had used it about three times in this last week, and it seemed like that's what they were going to go with. In fact, I know they used it three times because one day Ahmed Rosario was leading off playing center. One day Ben Gamble was leading off in playing center. And one day Jordan Luplo was leading off in playing center. Now, I am okay with Ahmed Rosario batting first. But to, Matt, to give whoever bats first in your lineup is going to have the most at-bats on the team in that day. Why are you putting Ben Gamble, who's not nearly one of your top eight hitters, let alone your best hitter, at leading off? That's the guy you want to maximize? Does that make any sense to you? Like, to me, if I'm going to uh, have Ben Gamble in center field, I move everyone up a spot. Cesar Hernandez can hit first. And, and, Ben Gamble can at night. I'm not maximizing Ben Gamble's at bats. It just and same with Lupo. It just doesn't make sense to me there. I, I don't get it. And it saves me. Oh, it's a continuity thing. Who cares? One time you go through the lineup, the continuity's still there. So that that's that's problem number one. That's current. Well, hold on.
1: They, they also had no continuity last year with their lineup. And I'm not saying it cost them. They made the playoffs. Lindor couldn't ha- hack it in the three spot. Uh, and so they had to move him up, or the, in the one spot. They moved him or they, in the three spot. Then they had to move him back to leadoff. Th- this is not going to be the finished product by any stretch. I still well, say at the end, you know, they're going to give Bowers a month. Uh, I, I just, you know, the, the, you're right, five through nine unless they move Reyes down and he's hitting fifth. then sixth through nine, I guess, it's, you know, the, Roberto's going to have to hit and going to have to get back to the 2019 Roberto Perez but, you know, they're going to be moving a lot of these parts around. They just are.
0: Yeah, no, no. I I, I completely agree, and I know they will. And every year at the beginning of the year, the, the lineup looks completely different at the end than it does at the beginning. So, you know, I, I'm not as concerned, but uh, that's, uh, that was just kind of talking point, number one. Number two, there's another thing that sticks in my craw with the center field situation, which also goes to the lead off, uh, the the, the uh, first base situation is, At the beginning of camp, you know, we heard, oh, it's going to be Jake Bowers and uh, uh, Bobby Bradley fighting it out for first base, and uh, uh, Josh Naylor's not going to play any first base at all. Now, what makes no sense to me is you've got Daniel Johnson, who is ready for the major leagues, had another really good spring. They gave him no chances to play center field. And they gave Josh Naylor little to no chance to play first base. Now you look and you're worried about the center field position and the first base position. And Jake Bowers had a, is what he is. And he had a weak spring. And, you know, I understand that they, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about him in a minute, but the option was there to have Naylor be your first baseman and put Daniel Johnson in the outfield. And, and, That kind of would have killed two birds with one stone there. Now, you know, you look up and the bottom of your lineup when the center fielder is Lou Blower or or Ben Gamble is going to be, we don't know what we have in Naylor. I'm hoping he's going to be good. And, you know, he's hit at every level. Bowers, Roberto, and Andres Jimenez, which is your boy. So it's just a lot of question marks. But had they had Daniel Johnson in there playing center field and batting ninth, and Josh Nealer playing first base, doesn't to you, doesn't that seem like a better team than, than the current center field situation and powers at first base?
1: Of course. But I think that for now they're I, I think they for some odd reason this organization seems to like to do this where they do like this science experiment for the first few weeks. This has been going oh, on.
0: April this and is, April in Cleveland He mentioned it when he talked about Zimmer. This has been going go, down.
1: This has been going on for years. Go back to Mercado. Go back to when they carried yeah. these these ridiculous minor league veterans start started the year when Lindor was hurt, and so I don't even remember their names now. Who is
0: Max was, Moroff? Or, uh, uh, Stay yeah, Mets, Eric Stamez, yeah,
1: Stamez and Moroff. It was like, what are they doing? And
0: Brad Miller. All three of them made the opening day roster because Kibbens was hurt too. You can even go back to Lindor in twenty fifteen. Right? He didn't start up. That was when
1: J Ram, they. they Right. Jose was at short. short
0: Shortstop job. Yeah.
1: Right. So I don't know. I I just, to me, Daniel Johnson and Bobby Bradley should be on this team. Bradley, as Hamilton pointed out last week, as Hammy pointed out last week, had a much better spring. I think they're more comfortable with Bowers defensively at first. And because he's out of options, they're going to give him an opportunity to show up. Yesterday, he hit a double off the wall. Maybe that's a good sign. First RBI of the spring came on March 29th. It's fucking pathetic. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. So they're going to give him every opportunity. Maybe they got some feelers around baseball that if they had put him on waivers that he would have, would have been claimed. And then they would have nothing to show for the Yandy trade. I don't know. But I think at least for April, the pitching's going to have to be good. The cold weather is going to have to help our, arm, our arms. And somebody like Andres Jimenez is going to have to hit because um you know that 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 center field and first base are far from far from locked right now
0: yeah and you know you you bring up a good point there and i you bring up yandi diaz so i know that they're trying to, you you can say they're trying to justify it it what what needs to be justified like you took a shot and it didn't work tom hamilton himself said what more do they need to see from Bowers? Now, here's here's what I found interesting, by the way. Jake Bowers, uh, um, the commentary on Jake Bowers making the roster, number one from Tom Hamilton, who said, what more do you need to see from him? I've seen enough on this podcast last week. Also, when he was announced that he was going to make the team, literally – and I'm paraphrasing, but Tito's quote was essentially, "Well, he's out of options, and we need to see what we have in him. Not he's really good. He made this team because he earned it. It was he's out of options, so we need to see what we have. That's our first baseman. Then Chris Antonetti, who says, "Well, you know, you know, he's still only 25, and we see a lot from him, and he, you know, he needs more at bats, and da 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 da." Basically, Antonetti is saying one thing. Tito, the manager, and is saying another thing. Tito clearly does not want Bowers on this team. You, you can tell by everything he said over the last two years. Last was it two years ago or was it two? Well,
1: it was two, two years ago, he didn't put the work in. Like he, right. like he but came I, up I, and, and, Tito, and and Tito and Tito said that publicly.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. He said it publicly. I couldn't remember if it was at the end of last year, or the end of two seasons ago, when he basically said. That he was done with him and then last year they get you know this this is another thing last year they had 60 game season they could have looked at Jake Bowers for 60 games last season and been done and realized that he was done or realized that they had somebody in him they had no outfield options and they never even brought him up
1: I so think that's well why it I think makes sense to me yeah I think that was a watch this we're going to keep you in Lake County or whatever for an entire summer. And we expect you, you to, like and we expect right, and we expect you to come up and knock our socks off in the spring. And then he didn't, so that's why you and your Bobby Bradley you are going. What more do I have to do here? I lost thirty five pounds. I hit five or six home runs in the spring. I worked on my footwork at first base. And the poor kids, I don't know. I, I guess this this is going to be a one month tryout. For Bowers, yeah. and if it fails, goodbye, and he will be said, and he will be DFA. My,
0: I my prediction was May fifteenth was his was his drop dead date that he was going to get maximum amount of the bats because basically your backup first baseman right now is Yu Chang um, un, unless you move Naylor to first you know against right handed uh, well, against uh, lefties.
1: That's the other question I have: is for opening day, is Yu Chang the first baseman against Boyd? Or is he going to give Bowers? Or is he going to give Bowers a shot against lefties?
0: I mean, I think with Bieber on the mound, you probably, you know, it's you know they're. they're, Correct me if I'm wrong, and I know you'll get into the pitching matchups, but they're going lefty, lefty in those two games, right?
1: Uh, Lefty right, lefty righty, lefty.
0: Okay, so my guess is one of those two games against the lefties, he'll play you just to get him at bats. So that's so Sunday, I bet you change at first base. That's that's what I'm guessing. Um, but more so to get him at bats. But on Shane Bieber starting, I think you want to maximize your defense. And you'll and it's, since it's quote unquote opening day, Jake Bowers will most likely be out there. That's that's what I'm predicting.
1: Matt and Todd with you, Derry Brothers Tribecast, opening day edition. The Indians will open up the regular season on Thursday at 1:10 um, down at the uh, unnamed park uh, here in uh, the Motor City. I actually drove down there uh, yesterday. To that vicinity uh, for a, a, an appointment, and it, it was about forty-one minutes door to door. It's funny, seventy degrees. It's supposed to be today here in Michigan, and then thirty-six for opening day on Thursday.
0: <laughs> well, here today here is the same thing. It's seventy, uh, and, and it's supposed to be you know high at seventy-one. Thursday it's supposed to snow here, oh, high at thirty-one. God. And then by Saturday, it's going to be sixty again. An opening day here in Cleveland looks great. Seventy three and partly cloudy.
1: Isn't I'll this isn't it. this great? <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, just
0: remember, wherever you are, that's the place to be.
1: That's no question about it. No question about <laughs> it. All right. Um, let's talk about pitching. So the rotation, which everybody thought was going to be Bieber, Pleasac, Savali. McKenzie, and then Quantrill or Logan Allen. All of a sudden, now, the hotness from the spring. Mr. March is none other than the fit and chiseled Logan Allen, who all of a sudden is securing the fourth spot and had a big spring. I, I'll be honest. this. I
0: drafted him last night in the fantasy league, baby. Oh,
1: boy. Here we go. So, you know, this is... It's all about competition. It is about the pitching factory, Ruben Diabla, Carl Willis, everybody that works with these guys. And apparently they've unearthed something with Logan Allen because, as I've said on this podcast many times, he did nothing for me when he came over. Now all of a sudden he's, he's missing bats and in a very tough place to pitch out there in Arizona. So just like that, he's, he's the number four guy, and then and you have to question where they're going to go after that.
0: Well, you know what? He earned it. I mean, the other guys, Cal Quantrill had a bad spring. There's, there's no two ways about it. Tristan McKenzie was fine. He struggled a little bit. Aaron Savali did not have a great spring either. Um, if there is a concern, it's funny because, you know, you shouldn't look at how spring training pitching numbers look because these guys are feeling, finding themselves. A lot of times they're grooving stuff just to, you know, get comfortable in games. So it shouldn't matter. Even Zach Plesac, I think he gave up nine homers in twenty-three innings. Is that, is that the correct number? Something I believe like that's that. right.
1: And and he he even said he yeah. was trying out some pitches. He was exactly there was exactly. one. So, well, there was one inning. He was just calling. They were just calling fastballs. We could work on fastball command. So if he's throwing one pitch, you would think right, the other right. team would figure that out.
0: Yeah. So so to the point is, you know, you shouldn't look at those numbers, but. Um, the way Logan Allen pitched and how he was so much better than the guys that he competed with, he forced his way onto the roster. Now you could say the same thing about Bobby Bradley to bring it there, but you know that's that's another conversation that we've already had. But uh, what I really liked reading was that Antonetti said Logan Allen will pitch the fourth game, and it looks like they want to do some because they don't need a fifth starter until uh, the thirteenth which is basically, you know, obviously, you know, the first. So that's that's basically two weeks.
1: It's a Tuesday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're going to do some piggybacking with it. It sounds like Quantra will be in the bullpen and Logan Allen and McKenzie are going to do kind of a piggyback situation. And my guess is that's going to look pretty good because they have to baby. We talked about this before, but they have to baby McKenzie. This is not a guy who's going to throw 200 innings. He's not. Um, So I think that they're really smart in in going that route you know they they even said hey maybe we'll start mckenzie as this this literally came out of antonetti's mouth which i loved hearing which was logan allen will pitch in the fourth game we don't know if he's going to start and come in maybe mckenzie will pitch two or three innings and then they go to logan allen or logan allen will go as far as he can go and then into mckenzie I, i like that i think that's smart. It's protecting your guy, and because of the fact that they don't need those five starters, you've got to get McKenzie and Quantrill some work. Um, so it, it's a good move. I think it's very smart.
1: Kid earned, the kid earned it. I like the fact that the, the, the rotation, at least right now, is not all right-handed heavy. So if you face a team that is, is just loaded with left-handed bats, it's a different look, uh, you know, and, and you're getting a, a lefty starter out there. The Indians have been notoriously right-handed starter um, heavy for for years. I mean, going back to, oh yeah, you know, even even twenty sixteen when it was you know there were three three guys making starts in the World Series: Kluber, Bauer, and um, and and JT. So there's a lot of um, you know you've had a lot of right handed looks over the last few years, and certainly now and I'm trying to I'm trying to think off the top of my head, Todd, the last left handed starter. Uh, so the Indians. That, that the Indians have had recently,
0: like like regularly.
1: Yes. I mean, Pletko's gone, Clevenger's gone, Corey's gone, Cliff Bauer's Lee. gone. I'm <laughs> no, not Cliff Lee. I'm saying
0: Chuck Finley.
1: Chuck Katane. Um,
0: uh, uh, Jason Hockamy.
1: Who's it's the no? I'm dead serious. Look at our rotations over the last few years. What it's left, always
0: all right-handed.
1: What lefty have we had at all? What over the last
0: three off the top of my head.
1: No, but those were I'm old. Those were old. You're going well, way Cliff back. Lee,
0: Cliff Lee goes back to 08. CC Sabathia he was goes back to 08 no Cliff Lee was on the team in 09 he was traded CeCe was last year was 08 have we we had to have had some lefty starters d- during the uh you know d- during some some period i i don't know it'll it'll come to me keep keep talking and i'll
1: I'll think. Well, I'm just, that's the thing. Off the top of my head, we've we've had a lot. And look, it doesn't matter if they're lefty or righty. If they're getting people out and they're really good, and obviously Clevenger yeah. became really good. Bauer's now the highest paid player in the game or pitcher in the game or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, Corey Kluber was, you know, the ace for many years. I'm just saying, and, and now when you look at what Shane Bieber's doing, righty, lefty, doesn't matter. I'm just saying it still is a nice look. It still is, it, it offers a, a different oh, vibe. And, um, I got
0: it. I know who the last Indian who started like multiple games who was left handed. Okay. TJ House.
1: Oh my god. Remember him? Yes, of he course. Was
0: really good that one season number fifty two. The, the next season and he flamed out right away.
1: Isn't that crazy that though? That must
0: have been that must have been like twenty fourteen ish. Fourteen or fifteen. I mean
1: my point my point is it's it's a out. little unusual. I mean, look, oh, look, yeah. look, look here where the unnamed team plays. Do you know they have four lefties in their bullpen?
0: Who needs four lefties? In
1: the they, bullpen? they do. I'm just saying, and they have two in their in their rotation. So, and we're sitting here talking about who's going to be the one lefty on the entire team, Oliver Perez or Kyle Nelson, and it turned out to be yeah. uh, Perez. So, just something to think about.
0: Okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Tell me about. Uh, I, I want to get into. Um, the lineup and what Tito is going to do to construct it. We got to talk about pitching matchups. We got to talk about Lindor. Uh, this is just comical what's going on in New York. Uh, but you got to tell us about Dr. Ben Hornstein, the new addition at uh, center for advanced dentistry. Uh, he has been on fire uh, on the techs lately. And uh, oh,
0: yeah, well, you know why he's most excited because he's a big fan of Mick Cronin, big Mick Cronin fan. Oh, that's right. In, in, in the elite eight, uh, So, yeah, so that's good. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Ben Hornstein and his partner, Dr. Sean Slessel, over there at uh, Orange Place in Beechwood, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. They're doing fantastic work. If you need a dentist on the east side, but if you need a dentist on the west side and you don't care about driving, I'm telling you guys, it's worth the drive. Head on over, take 271, get off at Chagrin Boulevard, and find yourself at the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Dr. Sean Slussle, they are fantastic. They are so good at what they do. They make you feel totally at ease. Great uh, uh, hygienist there, my girl, the great Sandy, who's been cleaning my teeth since I was 18, I think. So how many years is that? I'm 45 now. Long time. But they take such great care of you. And I promise you that if you tell them the Dairy Brothers send you, they'll give you extra special treatment. I don't know what that means, but they will because
1: they got they got they got treat. like uh, candy that they hand out after. Come no, they, they're,
0: they're, they're dentist office
1: they're So not. what? Candy? Well, they're they're going to hand they're going to hand you the uh, the uh, travel Three size brush. Yeah. Yes.
0: Three toothbrush and, uh, um, and and floss and oatmeal cookies every tuesday and thursday
1: <laughs>
0: no, but, no but in all seriousness check them out cfad.net uh or give them a call 216-595-1710 and tell them the dairy brothers sent you Keys, what about uh what's going on over at breaking tea oh got, uh, i'm glad you do asked have any uh, have they come up with the uh The Tribecast and teeth T-shirts yet? Not yet. What were we calling it? T-shirts and teeth?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, trademarked by uh, Zach Meisel, a uh, regular listener of the show. By the way, uh, the Z-Man and I spoke yesterday. He will be uh, in Detroit on Thursday. Uh, We're going to have to uh, rain check. Is that still a word? We're going to have to rain check our uh, trip to the Union Woodshop because he has has husbandly duties to take care of uh, after Uh Thursday. Um, But anyway... Uh, there is a new Believe in Baker t shirt at breakingt.com slash dairy. That's D E R Y. If you want a very cool hoodie, you want a cool t shirt, a little Baker Mayfield action, there is still that for you at breakingt.com. The best looking t shirts they got brown stuff, they got calf stuff, the Jared Allen for Ohio t shirt, uh, and then, of course, the Indian stuff. You want some gear for the season, whether it's Cleveland baseball team t shirts, the You Know Bro MVP pitch. Uh, A J-Ram shirt, the Zach Plesak shirt. Uh, I love the James Karinczak one. I've got the Sticks McKenzie one myself. It is all there for you at BreakingTea.com. So if you are into the Indians and you want some stuff, some gear, go to BreakingTea.com slash dairy. Also, when you're checking out, put uh, TribeCast10 in there, uh, and you'll get 10% off uh, in that uh, promo code box. TribeCast10 at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. And we thank Breaking T for being a part of what we do here on the TribeCast. All right, so I got,
0: I got before you go forward, I got some breaking news for you. Yes, Kadari Richmond, no relation to uh, us <laughs> in the portal. These, sorry.
1: <laughs> oh God! Well, I Enter mean, the
0: transfer portal. I'm very sorry.
1: Not a, not a surprise. Syri- Syracuse coach uh, James Arthur Beheim did allude to the fact that uh, he thought four to six guys would be leaving so um mm, there's gonna be a lot of places uh kansas indiana there'll be a lot of spots for Kadari richmond to be playing and playing a lot so that's uh that does suck but it is what it is um what's up so the,
0: do you want to talk about the bullpen at all are you concerned about the bullpen? no i like
1: i'm actually excited about the bullpen
0: are you are you have any concern about the lack of defined roles in the bullpen thus far
1: no, because I do like Nick Wittgren, and I think he can get people out late in games. I think the class A, if he shows that he's hitting 100 and throwing strikes, could grab the closers' role. Same thing goes for Karinczak. Uh I, I think the bullpen's fine. I, I would have liked to have seen Kyle Nelson make the team because I think he had a good spring, and I think that's a young left-hander that you know, I worry about Oliver Perez. I do. Uh, but other than that, I think you know Trevor Steffen looked good. Um, Brian Shaw, we know fans, how they're going to react to Brian Shaw. But if that, if that,
0: what are your thoughts?
1: (laughs) I'm fine. I I, I accept it. I mean, there's he, certain places, certain guys respond and play well. I mean, look at, look at the NFL with what Belichick does with guys. Jamie Collins is no good. So he went to Cleveland. He was terrible. He played in Detroit this year. Wasn't very good. But somehow when he's under Belichick's watch, he does well. You know, certain. (laughs) <laughs> his system. So, uh, yeah, the system. But, no, but so I maybe just right. maybe Brian Shaw being under our umbrella will will return to the form that we saw years ago.
0: I think you're right, and I also think that, and and I want people to understand this. Brian Shaw did not come back to pitch the seventh or the eighth inning for this team. It, that's not going to happen. If it does happen, then I'll be stunned. But he's going to be kind of all over the place. You know, he he may be. The, the starter's really struggling in the fourth, and the first guy he goes to is Brian Shaw. I think you're going to see more of that than you will seventh inning up by one. Here comes Brian Shaw to face three batters. So I'm fine with him making the roster because I it, it, it's – listen, you've got you got to have guys in the pen, And he was throwing harder, and it seems like he was good here. I agree with you on Trevor Steffen. All reports I'm getting is that he looked good. I'm still a big fan of Uncle Phil Maton. And I also I believe that by June first, the Emmanuel Classy will be the closer. I think he's he. While he and Karen Jack both throw the hardest and have the best stuff, he seems to have much better command. Karen Jack's control issues are still there. I mean, he is. That's why he's wearing number ninety nine the wild thing. And he's, a, you know, <laughs> when he's on, he is on, man. But. You know, he, he's the one who gets me the most nervous. If, if, if we're being honest, that's the guy who worries me the most out there. I, I love his upside, but his downside is...
1: <laughs> you know, and even over the last few years, Brad Hand was very, very solid, a, a veteran, dependable, but man, when he was lobbing that fastball over at 90 miles an hour and the curveball wasn't dancing as much, the ninth innings became a problem, and they were very hairy. And I think now a guy like Whitgren comes in, he challenges you, He's tough. Might not throw as hard as Class A and Karinczak, but he has got good control, so we'll see where they go. We'll see how they open it up. Um, the fact that they've got some young arms coming, and that are could, could be additions to this bullpen. You get Cam Hill back eventually from injury. Like I said, Kyle Nelson to me would be the first guy up if guys like Shaw and Perez flame out. And you've got some reinforcements there, which I think is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, with getting meanwhile, they, so they they we didn't talk about it, but they traded Adam Plutko, who last week on this podcast, Tom Hamilton said, was one of the leaders of the team. They did the right thing. Uh, the Orioles can probably put him into their rotation right now. Um, and, listen, we all – I think Adam Plutko was a terrific human being. He was great in the community. He was great in the clubhouse. He was just not that good of a player. <laughs> but let's be honest here. And, you know, class act all around. He just wasn't that great of a player. He also was completely out of options, so that kind of hamstrung them. What's going to be most interesting is what do they decide to do um, if they do want to bring up Kyle Nelson uh, or uh, Sam Hentges, for for example, to to come out of the pen because Trevor Stephan is out of options. Unless Bill Maton is a total flame out, he may be out of options too. I'm not sure, but I think he is. Clase Whitgren and Karen Jack aren't going anywhere, and that basically leaves you with DFAing Brian Shaw or DFAing Oliver Perez. <laughs> so um, it, it's going to be interesting, oh, unless the season starts and then they send out, You know, they want Quantrill to go down and start, or McKenzie to go down and start. So the the the, the there's not many interchangeable parts um, with the option game that you're going to be able to play to bring up one of these young guys. So that's going to be interesting thing to kind of watch too.
1: It is, but I like what they have there, and I think that they'll develop Picture. some guys. And, and, uh, and you know, we saw some guys in the spring that, that pitched pretty well. Um, uh, the, the right-handed sidewinder, whose name escapes me right now. Um, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Nick Sandlin. Nick Sandlin. He'll be up. Nelson will be up. So they, they've got some guys. I'm interested in seeing how Tito finesses it. But, again, it starts with the starting pitching. I mean, if those guys can get deep yeah. in the games, it will help the bullpen. We know about Shane Bieber. He's you know the reigning Cy Young Award winner. Uh, I like Zach Plesak a lot. I think Savali and the things that he's worked on this spring, he wanted to improve and get better. He didn't like how he pitched at the end of last season. And so he kind of revamped everything with Ruben, and I think that that's good. And we'll see how Logan Allen does. It still starts with pitching and catching the baseball. That's why you know me. I'm outfield defense guy. I mean, opening day, and you might have Luplo, Naylor, and Rosario out there in that Grand Canyon outfield. It scares the the living daylights out of me. But if Bieber misses bats, and it's cold, and nobody's hitting, you know, clutch hit or there, uh, clutch hit here or there, and, and you close the door at the end of the game, that's how you're going to win.
0: Hey, why not bring back Delano de Shields to play center field? Uh,
1: he's out of baseball right now. I believe the Rangers will let him go. So
0: out of baseball, despite the fact that he played like every single day here last year with <laughs> this
1: guy. But, all right. So I, I, I
0: good guy, good again, I put him in the same category as Plutko. Good guy, doesn't mean he's a good player. All
1: uh, right. Can I can I rant on this Francisco Lindor situation real fast? Before I mean, we get to the Frankie, pitching matchups,
0: yes, absolutely, go for it.
1: So I'd like to add reports to... reports were out there that Lin, that the Mets made him a three year, or a ten year, excuse me, ten year, three hundred twenty five million dollar deal, and um, and it was basically a take it or leave it thing. There were reports the other day that he had dinner with Steve Cohen, the owner of the Mets, and then Frankie's people counter offered with twelve years and three hundred eighty five million. <laughs> this guy is not signing there. Why do people in New York like, oh, yeah, no, they'll, they'll meet in the middle. We're two days away. Two days away. I mean, this is laughable to me. He was the third best player on our team last year. Third best. Third best.
0: As, as, as I have said to you many times before, I, I, the last two seasons of him, watching him every day, aggravated me to the point to where I don't believe that he should turn down any offer. I can't believe that he's turning. If, if this is true and he's playing this through the media and he wants more and the Mets say, you know what? We'll take our chances and we'll see. Look at the free agent class next year. They could go after uh, Corey Seeger. They could go after Trevor story. They could go after uh, uh, Carlos Correa. If you know, if, if you're if you're the Mets, and maybe you say, you know what, let's let's let us let us let us see. Maybe he lights the world on fire, and he's awesome. Here's the thing: their owner is not Paul Dolan. Steve Cohen. An additional seventy five million dollars to Steve Cohen is seven dollars and fifty cents to me and you. So what is he? What does he care? If I'm Steve Cohen, I say, you know what? Let's see how things work out. This is our offer. Take it or leave it. If you don't like it, let's see what happens. If he goes out and lights the world on fire, then so next year you offer him $400 million. Who cares? To him, like I said, what's another $75 million to a multi-multi-billionaire? Who cares? Now, if you're Lindor, are you really willing to risk all that after the way you've played the last two seasons, knowing that the pressure is on you? You start off slow. The New York media... They're gonna be all over you. All the all fans.
1: You. The yeah. fans They're that are allowed million. in.
0: Right. It's this He'll
1: it's get booed. He'll and get I booed.
0: Think, I think Frankie has become so arrogant and thinks that he's going to get something that he that is not out there. These all, let, let's also not forget the collective bargaining agreement is up after this season. We have no idea if the system's gonna completely change and all of a sudden it becomes a NBA situation where the last time around when they changed their whole system, they went to the max contracts where the max amount of years was what five years. You can't get more than five years anymore. Maybe, maybe maybe unless you stay,
1: unless you stay with the team that you're with.
0: I don't think it. I don't think. I
1: thought you got six. I thought you got six. No, I think
0: it's four if you leave and uh, and and five if you stay. You might be. Well, regardless, it's it's not eight years. It's not ten years. Correct. You You know what I mean. I I think he is overplaying his hand badly. You heard Tom Hamilton say the, the thing. There was one quote that Tom Hamilton said about Frankie last year or last week. He said he goes. I think he's changed. Yeah. Is what he said. I don't think that I love the game. Edge is in there anymore. I think he cares. I think he wants to maximize how much money he gets. Did you notice how much promotion he was giving for his New Balance shoe? I follow him on Instagram and and on Twitter. I actually unfollowed him on Instagram because it became annoying. He is out there pushing that shoe. And April, you know, here I am in my Mets uniform every two seconds. He wasn't promoting himself like that when he was in Cleveland. He is on the push to make as much money as he can right now. And I think the turning down, how much money is enough? $325 $325 million is not enough money. He, I don't. I just don't get it, and I think he's overplaying his hand, and it's, I think it's going to turn out to be a huge mistake. For his sake, I hope I'm wrong.
1: Well, here's the other thing, too. His agent is David Meter. Nobody knows who that is. Nobody. David Meter, last offseason, was tr- looking to cash in with Nick Castellanos, and Nick fired him, and Nick hired Scott Boris. Scott Boris. David yeah. Meter, this is, this is his... This is his. Uh, this is his. This it. is his Sweet Sixteen party. This is his graduation party. This is David Meter's, you know, big fiftieth birthday bash. He wants to be front and center. He wants to thumb his nose at Boris and say, "Look what I got! I got my guy four hundred large," and it's not happening. I don't think the Mets are going to go to four hundred million. That's Mike Trout money that's Tatis' money. So, or not even Tatis doesn't even have 400, but you know what I mean? So you got these two personalities. You got this David Meter who, you know, has, has had guys leave his firm, but Frankie stayed with him. They're, they're Florida buddies, and and Frankie stayed loyal to him. This is Meter's opportunity to 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 unfortunately, you know, whip it out and show it to everybody. Well, great. But but that's that might not work. And you know, I, geez, two days left in this whole thing, and then you're right, then he plays it out and plays out the season. Frankie maybe wants to do a LeBron routine and wants to go on a on a tour in the off season. Hey, I'm in L.A. today talking to the Angels. Tomorrow I'm talking to the Dodgers. Hey, uh, Detroit called. Maybe I'll go there. Hey, uh, uh, you know, he might want there's to do that only, and get that attention.
0: There's only so many owners that are going to be, there, there's a handful of owners that are going to be able to throw that money out there. And I still come back to the, fact that the system could could be completely blown up and he could end up with no contract and then there's a strike or a a work stoppage of some sort I, i just think that he's making a huge huge mistake i really do you're you're in new york maybe you know what for all we know maybe he's like new york is not where i wanted to be but i just to me he's making just a gigantic mistake and He's not our problem anymore, and I want to say that this should be the last we discuss uh, Francisco Don't Call Me Frankie Lindor on this podcast again. He's not on our team anymore, uh, and and he's not our problem anymore. So I think I- I'm going to do the, uh, uh, as Art Modell famously did back in the day, call for a moratorium. On- <laughs> <laughs> some more I'm calling for a moratorium oh. on Francisco Lindor talk after today. Are you down?
1: Uh, I have no choice. Uh, All right, so uh, real fast, we got to wrap this up. A pitching matchup, so opening day Thursday. Uh, The the Indians obviously are are pitching Shane Bieber, and the unnamed team uh, will be going with Matthew Boyd. Uh, There was some talk about Spencer Turnbull, but he he got COVID, so he's going to be out the first couple series. Uh, Then they will not play Friday in case of rain. They have that open date, and then Saturday afternoon game two Uh, Zach Plesak, of course, for the Indians against right-hander Julio (laughs) Teheran. That's the Tigers' number 2 starter.
0: He was the opening day starter for the Braves like four or five years ago. Yeah. He really took a nosedive.
1: Uh, Tarek Skubal, who I like. I think he's good. That'll be a tough one on Sunday, Skubal against Savali, And then uh, opening day for the the home opener on uh, Monday, uh, Danny Duffy for the Royals.
0: Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Danny Duffy is still in Kansas City. Yeah, that is unbelievable. I cannot believe. I didn't even.
1: He's their it. fourth. He's their fourth starter. The Royal. The Royals go. Brad Keller, Mike Miner, Brady, Brady Singer, Singer. Yeah, yeah, Danny Duffy,
0: Brady Singer, who almost no hit the Indians. Well, oh, he's
1: good. He's good. Yeah, that Royals rotation is not bad. Keller Keller's solid. And Mike Keller's not My, bad. I don't know about but Mike Danny Minor Duffy. and if Mike Minor Danny can Duffy, keep up. He's
0: been around forever. He can't be good anymore. He just can't
1: be. So, so Duffy against Logan Allen, so two lefties uh, that day, and then the uh the second home game uh will go two series deep here. Uh April seventh will be Brad Keller. Oh, by
0: the way, I'll be there also.
1: Brad Keller and Shane Bieber. So two aces going on uh Wednesday the seventh, next next week. So there you go. There's your first edition of the pitching matchups.
0: Oh, and no one loves pitching matchups more than the executive producer, Jeremy, who we wish the best of luck to tonight as his Michigan— Wolverine. 10
1: o'clock tip.
0: I can't, can't wait to stay up till midnight again tonight watching basketball. Uh, the Monday, Tuesday Elite Eight, the single stupidest thing that they could have done. Uh, but, but in all seriousness, best of luck to the executive producers, uh, Michigan Wolverine squad, Juwan Howard, uh, and the crew. As they go for their uh, to a, for a Final Four trip, that uh, the executive producer wants as badly as I've ever seen him want anything. So, best of luck.
1: All right, well, go Tribe, uh, go Wolverines tonight, and um, here we go, Todd. We'll be, we'll be back next week. We'll see how this whole thing shakes out, and uh, we'll do a Tuesday show. Um, we're gonna, oh, we're going to have yeah, to do well, Tuesday
0: next week. Because I'm going to be
1: awesome. on vacation next week, so we'll have to sneak in. I'm going to have to figure out how to do this. We're going to have to figure out how to do, do this.
0: bring your equipment uh, on it's, the road? It's possible. <laughs> the, the fans demanded. Well,
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to figure this out. I didn't even think about it because I'll be. Uh, we're going to be... have to
0: do Tuesday because Monday's the home opener, which I'll be at. Tuesday's off day, and then Wednesday's off, is a game that I will be at, and then Thursday's an off day. So Tuesday's got to be the day.
1: We may be doing a Zoom. We may be doing a Zoom recording. I don't know. I have to figure that out. All right. So uh, for Todd, Matt, with you, uh, this has been another edition of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Let's do this, guys. Let's 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 come in to the three one three. Take care of business this week, and uh, and and get off to a good start. But uh, we'll talk to you next week. Go tribe.
0: I'm Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy.